Good morning, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Men's Hub Monday. Today, you guys are going to meet a pretty cool cat. I have not known him or his wife very long. Uh, they actually joined a summer connect group at our house, and we kind of got to know them a little bit that way. And honestly, the first thing that I think I ever mentioned to you was how I liked your truck, because <laughs> I'm a Toyota guy, yeah. and uh, and I just love that truck. Anyway, but yeah, they're just great people. It's super down to earth and just fun to get along with and really have blessed our lives uh, in some pretty awesome ways. Uh, today, we'll talk a little bit about you know, just his kind of journey, maybe his early influences of, you know, being a Christian, how he came to the Lord, the church, I mean, whatever. I don't really know where it's going to take us, but I know it's going to be great. So today we're going to talk to Drew Morris. And if you guys are not familiar with the name, you probably have met him and his wife when you're checking your kids in because <laughs> they run our kids check in at church and uh, are always up there. I don't know that you guys ever take a week off. I feel like you're there every week and uh, smiling face and very helpful. So uh, Drew, why don't you greet these fine folks and just kind of tell them just maybe who you are, what you do. I mean, we're sitting at your awesome, beautiful farm right now, right next to the creek. I don't know, what do you do for fun? Just introduce yourself a little bit. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Uh, it's great to be with you and uh, really appreciate uh, what you're doing with the Men's Hub Mondays. Um, uh, it's just great to come alongside each other and share our hearts and help encourage each other. And, you know, there's so much out in the world that distracts us and gets us off course and all those things um life is hard yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah, it is. i gotta you know we gotta remember that this is not what the lord intended you know we're under the curse yeah. and so thorns and thistles and we're yeah. always trying to reclaim the wilderness you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um and so it's it's great to be with you and to share my heart um, and hopefully to encourage someone in their journey. Um, we're all on a journey and, um, well, we, like the pastor said, uh, recently, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish and yeah. we all want to finish strong. So absolutely great, great to be with you. Uh, yeah, I love what you said. We're all on a journey, you know, we're trying to figure this thing out. We are living under the curse. And I think the, the more and more, the older I get, the more experience I get in life, the more I realize that really, no matter what you're socioeconomic statuses or how you grew up or anything like that we pretty much deal and struggle with the same things it just mm -hmm. might look mm -hmm. a little bit different yeah uh, depending on you know your family dynamics or whatever else but as men typically it's it's pretty common mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. you know pretty common ground so yeah. and yeah the whole the whole reason for this the whole reason why we even started doing this is because we all do need help right and we yeah. all have questions but Pride is also something that all men deal with, and we find it hard to ask those questions and get those answers and get the help that we need. So our hope, our prayer for this whole thing is to, uh, you know, just do the asking for you and to take that out of the equation. And hopefully you're listening today and all to all these and can, can pull something, pull some nugget, hopefully a few nuggets out of each episode, apply those things to your life and just live uh I don't know, learn from all of our mistakes, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, well, Drew, man, again, thanks for thanks for coming on. And I'm yep. really excited about this. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Get a chance to talk to you today. So let's, I don't know, what do you do for fun? Like, we're on your farm right now. I mean, I know it is a lot of work, but I know it's a lot of fun or you wouldn't have this. How many yeah. acres are we on again? Uh, we've got 70? 69. Yeah, so yeah. quite a few acres. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys do for fun? I know you, your wife's retired, correct? Yes. Or you, you still yeah, work just though, stopped, kinda... She stopped teaching a couple of years ago. I'm still working for Walmart. Um, I've been working remotely for the last year or so. Uh, I'm in the accounting department. Nice. So, but uh, they've they've told us that we're going to be coming back to work in the office in a couple of weeks. So, uh, <laughs> get another yeah. two hours of driving every day. Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to that. But yeah, it's plenty of time to listen to. Men's on Mondays, though. Absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, put it on uh, on the car as I drive over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love the outdoors. Um, you know, having a farm, there's always something to do. Um, you know, we've we've got cows and goats and pigs and chickens and. Yeah, I just met your two new pigs. <laughs> they're, they're rambunctious. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, uh, we haven't named them because they they have a destiny with yeah, the freezer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they're don't we, get too personal. That's right. right. So we we just call them the piggies. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, we um, you know, for fun, you know, we uh, 
we just like hanging out with friends and and uh, we play a lot of dominoes and um things like that i love to hunt and fish i haven't done a lot we've we've just purchased this farm a couple of years ago so we've just been kind of working on fencing and getting everything kind of restored and so but yeah i do hope to set up a deer stand at some point yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a crossbow or, or bow hunting um but uh yeah i grew up in um southern louisiana and so grew up in the country yeah and so like the, the country or like the by, by uh, power no no it was more the, the hills yeah. <laughs> it wasn't serious cajun yeah. territory but 30 minutes south uh it was definitely you know so i could recognize it when i see it and uh but i love the food down there i moved up here when i was 17 and to go to john brown university okay. yeah. so that's where i met my wife karen and uh, and she's from Los Angeles, California. L.A. Yeah, so, a little culture shock. So we got up. yeah, we yeah. got some stories. Yeah, the, you know, country boy and city girl. But we I, we call her the farm chick now. So yeah. she's loving it out here. And and um, but she's she's got a real good way with all the animals. Yeah, you would never know that she was from L.A. <clears throat> no, she is like she's, she looks like she belongs here. She you know? does it's like hardworking, down to earth, yeah. very sincere, and. Um, we love having people here and um, and uh, hosting different things and yeah. Um, but so yeah, I grew up in the church and um, you know we had a really strong uh, children's program and, and a good youth program and it's so important. I know our church has a lot of emphasis on that and and rightly so. I think. Um, you know those those years when when a kid's growing up and you know their early teens there's is such an important time in their life where they they're making a lot of decisions for their own for themselves for the first time and choosing to who they're going to hang around with you know I, I remember my dad telling me um and i've heard it growing up since you know you're kind of known by the friends you keep oh yeah and the sum of the five or whatever you know five people close to you or something yeah yeah or or show me your friends and yeah. i'll show you your future yeah you know kind of thing and it's just good and i, and I was listening to mike on the podcast uh, from earlier today and he was just talking about you know none of us have it all figured out when we're 14 15 years yeah. old but it sure helps or if 32 you're... And... <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh, 57 I'm, yeah, 50, right. I'm 56 yeah. it's, it's hard to keep track when right. you get up there yeah i'm um, 56 i think um <laughs> but no i'm 57 i am 57 anyway. obviously when you get up to 56 or 7 <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to, to count <laughs> although yeah uh, keep in mind we are i know you guys are probably hearing some roosters you know whatever they do what are they what is Growing, that called there yeah, you go yeah. and some gunshots we are in the woods yes, y'all so just are. ignore that and and focus on what we're talking about here so um yeah. but anyway i uh i think it's so important um to to have those influences you know especially when you're a young person and a youth group and it just helps you um have an aspiration uh you know have godly voices and friends who are supporting you and encouraging you and i can't imagine what it would be like growing up today with all oh, yeah. the other distractions you know yeah, the yeah. digital world we live in yeah. uh it's, it's got to be a lot harder than what my brother and i had growing up you know but there's still it, it was it's been hard forever you know it's yeah you know the temptations of man have been there the whole time so um but I think it's, it's so important, and, and I benefited from it, from having a discipleship program where you're getting God's Word in your heart and, and mind and, um, and uh, you know, making your mind up, kind of, before you get into situations that you're not going to put yourself in a situation that's going to cause you to compromise your, your values and your beliefs yeah. and your convictions. And so I think it's uh, it's so important um, to to be in church and to be part of a fellowship of believers who can help help you along the way. And so so I benefited from that growing up. And um, um, yeah, one thing just going back to what Michael was talking about, based on what you just said, yeah. one thing he said that I really liked was that 
And what you're alluding to right now mm-hmm. is that, uh, you know, he was mentioning that when he was young, you know, maybe it wasn't getting down in, you know, in his heart like he, like he thought it was or whatever, mm-hmm. but those principles were still there, you know. So when it did come time to have to make those tough decisions or whatever, like there was like a, mm-hmm. a, a conscience and mm-hmm. he was able to be like, man, this ain't right. Like I know this ain't right because people have taught me. You know, this ain't right. So mm-hmm. don't be an idiot. Don't mm-hmm. do something stupid. And I mean, obviously, we sometimes we ignore that and we still do stupid things. But uh, but yeah, absolutely. It's it's critical to have those relationships and those godly influences uh, early on. So, yeah, that's cool. I didn't have that. Like, you, yeah. you know, I didn't have yeah. that growing up. Yeah. And I, I paid for it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've always been envious of, of you know, guys like you that, that did and mm-hmm. had, had good you know, godly influences around them mm-hmm. growing up. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing. And, you know, we pray for, for your kids and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the kids in our, at our church and, you know, that's why we're so passionate about our kids programs at churches because yeah. it's so important to speak God's word, God's truth into their lives when they're young. So, so I came to JBU, um, and, um, I met Karen there. Um, and uh, we got married. We lived in Tulsa for a couple of years, and then uh, I worked at Dayspring here in, in Siloam for about 16 years, and all in the finance accounting area. And uh, got to know a lot of neat people that go to our church, and, and you know, love the town of Siloam. And and Dayspring's just a neat place to work. And yeah. um, and, and a, a blessing to to the community. Um, and then we moved to Springdale. Karen taught school at Shallow Christian School and she coached volleyball there for quite a number of years. And then I worked at Walmart, I still do, for yeah. past 17 years. So, uh, so that's kind of my work situation. But um, I think, um, I think about marriage and maybe this is, helpful to some some of the guys on on this podcast that they're younger but you know I think about you know lessons I learned and sometimes maybe the hard way and, oh, yeah. but um, some of the things I, I learned and, and I, I love information I love learning and growing and listening to folks who've been down the road before before me but one quote I kind of picked up along the way that that really helped me and i was fortunate enough to to be under some godly um leaders when i was a young married person but you know when you have kids small kids and i know this is season in your life but it's like total survival mode oh yeah you know you're just trying to get through one day when and our kids are close in age together we had two kids um luke um was the oldest and hannah was 19 months younger so they were 19 months apart yeah great kids but but still they're you know the young kids is a lot of you know uh, it, it takes a lot to to raise them yes, um, you know and you're kind of tag teaming it and i know you have three yeah, and so I can't, it's, and they're all spread it's out like a too, factorial yeah. exponential but anyway Absolutely. one of the things that that I remember hearing was, and, and this is after Karen maybe had been with the kids all day, and you're you're tired when you get home, and you, when you get home, you can kind of tell that she yeah. needs a break, right? right? Yeah. And um, one of the things that I loved is a quote that I've never forgotten. It said, the, the strength of a man is found in the countenance of his wife's face. Man. So... And I and the more I've thought about that through the years, the the more I have appreciated it because, um, you know, y'all need to write that down. Yeah, I, I'm like I, trying to find it. Like, give no, me a pen. But it. I love it because yeah. you know you see in the movies and and hopefully not any of us, but you see, yeah. you see some husbands that are controlling or they have kind of a forceful way about things. They have you know expectations or a loud voice or a, a kind of a a loud tone in the house and um you know that can kind of dampen you know your wife's spirit and um um you know 
my goal was to, and, and it's not easy. It's it's why it's called the strength of a man. Right, is found in the countenance of his yeah. wife's face because when you get home from work, you know you just want to, you know you're hungry, you want to oh, yeah, get man. in the recliner, yeah, yeah, take yeah. a break, but. But she may she may just need some time away. She may want her to go do the grocery shopping just by herself. Yeah, <laughs> you take the kids, yeah. you know, and that's a, a break for her. Is just to yeah. have some time away. Maybe she wants to go work out, and and that's what I did a couple of times a week. What I would do is just focus on the kids, and then she would just leave. We'd almost tag team in the driveway yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I got home, <laughs> and she would take off and she would work out. Um, uh, in a couple times a week and, and, um, and it made all the difference. You know, she, she was able to get some time away to just, um, rejuvenate and, and, and do some things with her friends or whatever. And, um, you know, you can see her face light up, you know, oh, yeah. just, um, and, it, and it's in those small things, um, that I think when we serve, that's when we're strong. And so many principles throughout the, the Bible, and we see it in our church, you know, it, it's the small things when no one's looking um, that um, that really change the countenance of her face, uh, where, where that joy, you know, her face lights up. And, and because her heart is to serve too and they you know our wives do so much for us a lot more than we do for them that's for sure but but i think um part of what what i found helpful was to kind of have that mindset before you get in that moment because in that moment you're like just like the last thing yes the last thing you want to do and that's why it takes strength to get to that place where you put her first and it's not easy, but that's, that's one practical thing I would do is, is just really try to put her first. And you think about your kids and, um, and the world we live in today, you know, you think about all that they're facing. And one thing that kind of occurs to me is, um, that as husbands and fathers, we have this kind of, role to play it's it's a spiritual covering over the family mm-hmm. and it's 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 a, almost like an umbrella and i think for us and for our families the thing we can do first and foremost foremost is to make sure that our relationship with the lord is strong and healthy mm-hmm. and, and we're staying in the word and and being uh focused on the things we need to be focused on um because the the devil man he he wants to to destroy and to get us off track and to attack our, our families. And so, you know, I think it's important to uh, for us to stay sharp and to and to be humble. I've really appreciated the pastor's word um, this past Sunday. You know, it's um, it's about humility and. Um, you know, if you think you've got it all figured out, you know, you know, shame on us for for thinking that, but, um, when we're humble and when we're, uh, the sermon this past week was about prayer and the importance of prayer. And, you know, that's, that's my posture is Lord, you know, help me today to, to to help my family draw closer to the Lord every day so that they can understand your purposes for their life. Yeah. Um and and one thing I pray, I've been praying this more and more in this crazy world we live in is is for my kids and my family to have spiritual discernment. And yeah. my my wife actually has this and I'm learning from her too yeah. on this but Spiritual discernment, because there's a lot of voices coming on and different ways of thinking about the world, uh, the economy we live mm-hmm. in, uh, politics, how to raise your kids, how to, you know, the vaccine, okay. um, the, the, you know, what you teach your kids, how you discipline your kids and all those things. And I'm just praying for, for my kids. My, my daughter's married, um, and she lives down in San Antonio. She's in the Army. Oh, nice. 
and uh, she's a, is a doctor down there and the medical uh, army paid for a medical school which i'm thrilled about oh, yeah. so she's she's got a young family and they're they're trying to start a family and and um and my son lives here in town he's single but um he he's um he's a he's got a great um set of skills he's got a master's in 3d uh digital oh, nice. media but but he, and he's also a professional welder working okay. alternative designs yeah, that's really town. cool he's yeah. kind of a, a michelangelo yeah, yeah. but anyway but i pray for them for spiritual discernment so that as they're navigating life they can have god's word at the center of as uh, the lens they're viewing life through and to check everything they're hearing uh, through that lens and, and ask for the Holy Spirit to to give them wisdom, godly wisdom as as these inputs are coming into their life to to determine um, you know the path that they should follow. So um, there, there's a there's a spiritual element I think involved in, in a lot of things that that we we sometimes don't recognize. Oh yeah. Um, and it's it's like years ago, it's like 20 years ago, there was a book called This Present Darkness. And it was one of the first novels that talked about the unseen world, the spiritual forces yeah. behind. Um, and, and we see it played out in the Bible all the time, you know, the war, the spiritual warfare that's going on. But I think it's helpful for us to remember and recognize that that really is an active battle going on all the time all the time yeah yeah and and so i think the more we can engage through prayer in that spiritual warfare uh, because the enemy's after us you know and so that's my prayers for discernment in this crazy time to see more and more about um what's really going on yeah so yeah, man, I love all that stuff. Yeah. Y'all better be writing stuff down. I'm serious. If y'all, do, we can take like a three second break right here as I ask this question. Go get your notebooks and your pens. But uh, yeah, so you know, it is a spiritual battleground. Yeah. We, we've been taught that. We, but I don't think we hear it. But I don't know that we fully believe it or understand it yeah. in a lot of cases. Uh, yeah, and it's everywhere, and it's attacking us from all. One of my favorite books of all time. It was like one of the first books that I read. Which it's not a hard read, but it was the screw tape letters. Mm. And like mm. during the intro, mm. I'm reading this thing like this happens to me, man. It was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is yeah. hit the nail right on the head, dude. Like this stuff happens all the time. It is everywhere. And you were talking about the importance of like the father and the husband. Yeah. You know, being the spiritual leader and all that stuff. And uh I mean I know it always wasn't flawless, but it sounds like you had a pretty good plan or at least plan of attack but well, what what were yeah. what was maybe like one or two of like the big struggles as the father and as the husband and you know maybe some of those things that always try to derail that and like how did you course correct how you know and how did you get back to doing what you knew the lord was calling us to do as, as husbands and men? yeah it's absolutely uh, true <laughs> you know looking back i'm i'm saying these things and <laughs> Uh, in the moment, I guarantee you, if Karen was listening to this podcast, she yeah. could tell you, yeah, you, you, I didn't always get it right. Yeah. We can call her down at any point. Karen! No. <laughs> but I think that the one thing that helps, and I love this about our church, is having a lot of voices in our lives who've been down this road before we have. We have a multi-generational church. Yeah. We've got a, a amazing um, set of families in our church who've lived life longer than we have. And, and if we're listening, you know, they're, they're ready to help us with wisdom and to guide us. And if nothing else, just they're living their life and we can see, uh, godly examples of what we aspire to be. And so for, for me back in the day when we were struggling, I was blessed to have uh, godly parents who who gave me great examples for living, but my my in laws, my wife's parents, yeah. were were just amazing. Um, my wife, my father in law was a pastor, <clears throat> and uh, and he had uh, a church here in town, outreach center. Yeah. And uh, as a young married couple, we lived in Salem for about twelve years, and 
in my formative years, I was getting some really good instruction biblically, but also just seeing um, uh, Dean and Ruth live their life out before me. Yeah. You know, when I would mess up at home, you know, right in front of me <laughs> are examples from my parents and my, my in-laws on um, what I aspired to be yeah. as a husband and a father. So um, that really helped me get back on track, you yeah. know. Um, and so that's what I would encourage folks that are listening here is just to... Um, you know, make sure you have those relationships, uh, maybe a generation ahead of you in your life. And, uh, and we certainly have that in our church uh, so that we can um, see the lives of those that have lived on before us and uh, a step ahead of us. And um, it really does help to see their life and to, to see the examples that they give us. Cause, because oh, yeah. um, they're talking about it. If you're, if you're listening or, you know, uh, the, in the connect groups we have, I think it's a great way to stay plugged in and just to rub shoulders with with people from different uh, stages in life and to yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and they can help you. You know, life yeah. is hard, and that's what the body of Christ is for to, to help each other through these journeys because uh, we need each other. Um, and and when you've got young kids and, and you're in that stage, it's, it's a hard time. Looking back, we we wish we had more kids, but when you're in the moment, you're like, I, I just I just don't know how I'm gonna get through this week, right. you know? Yeah. So it's it's uh, survival for sure, but. Yeah, I heard a pastor say one time, and I've always remembered it, and kind of chuckle about it, but in a lot of ways it's true, but he said, if you got eyes, plagiarize. And, uh, yeah, man, just find some couples that are doing it. I mean, they don't have to be doing it all right. Chances are they have, yeah. like I said in the beginning, a lot of the same struggles and all that stuff. But the point is that they're staying together. They're yeah. working on it. They're navigating it. And if you can see that and if you can, you know, copy some of those things and just live, you know, by their example, yeah, you'll be way better off for it. So maybe you did. Maybe you heard Drew and you said, you know what, I don't, I didn't have parents in my house, yeah. or I didn't have great yeah. in-laws, or whatever else. I mean, our church is full, yeah, of you know, of couples, old and young, middle age, whatever, that love you mm-hmm. and want to see your marriage and your family succeed. I guarantee it. Yeah. One other practical thing I, I just thought of as you were talking there is, as a husband and father, I think. One thing that that I've really benefited from is just reading through the Proverbs on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, there's so much in there uh, for us as husbands in terms of keeping our eyes fixed on, on the Lord and, and kind of fixed straight ahead and uh, so we don't get sidetracked by life and uh, the things that the enemy wants to distract us with. But also in raising kids, um, I was reading through it the other day, the Proverbs, and there is so much wisdom in there that is relevant for everyday living with your kids. And um, so that's one thing I really encourage parents with young kids, uh, the, the dads, is to uh, st- is to have the, the Proverbs as a regular part of your reading um, maybe a couple of times a year, go through the Proverbs. And God's Word, just the Proverbs, especially the Psalms and Proverbs, they just jump out at me yeah. in terms of uh, practical guidance for living. Yeah. And I think the more of the that that we have in our heart and mind as we're going through life, the, the more we're able to make good decisions in the heat of the moment when... You know, when things are happening, not perfectly at home, but, um, you know, we have the God's Word in our heart and mind that helps us. It really does help us right when we need it the most. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not the first guest to talk about the importance of, like, those cliche things like praying and Bible reading. 
and all that stuff. And I mean, every time I've said this before, I think it was in Ray's, but I know that's cliche. I know you're listening to this tuning Drew out right now because you're like, oh my gosh, there's another Christian dude talking about reading his Bible and praying to the Lord, but it works. Like you keep hearing it over and over mm-hmm. again, and it's mm-hmm. a cliche because it works, gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, do those things, man. Your life will be better for it for sure. Um, so yeah, man, one thing I appreciate about you and Karen both, I mean, other than just being super, super down to earth, uh, people easy to approach, easy to talk to is that you guys just really seem to just be like, I don't know if this is the right term, but like students of life. Like you're just constantly Mm -hmm. open to learning new things and to meeting new people and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hearing different perspectives or different views, uh, and I mean, yeah, I mean, not to rub it in, but you did your 56 or 57. We don't know. <laughs> you're, uh, you're up, yeah, you're, uh, you know, your fifties and you've lived a lot and you experienced a lot and seen a lot, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. had some pretty awesome jobs and, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so it, it could be easy for a guy like you and, and your wife to just be like, you know what, we've been there, we've done that. Shut mm-hmm. up, leave me alone. I know mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But why do you think it's so important to you to continue to learn and continue to be open to different points of views and, and all those things. Yeah, it's a good question. I think I think the thing that kind of um, motivates my wife and I these days is, um, you know, we we see the times we live in, and um, there there's so many signs that the Lord could come back any day. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to, we want to finish strong. We want to do what we can. This was my father-in-law's theme for, for his life as a young pastor was do what we can in our generation to make Christ known Yeah. because we live in a, a lost and dying world. Um, and we really want to try to help people focus on the things that really matter and, one of Day Spring's first greeting cards was when you get right down to it, all that really matters is Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, one of the things that, that, that kind of how my mind works is I've always kind of been, I was a young, I was the youngest of two boys. So I was always like anticipating the next thing. I would see my older brother driving. I would see yeah. him going to college. I would see him doing all these things. And, so I was always kind of itching for the next right. thing, right? And my, and my dad... That dude's getting it. <laughs> I want his kind of money to be blasting up all those rounds. Yeah, <laughs> we live near the uh, Salem Springs fire, police firing range, and I think they're over there getting their training. Yeah, okay. So, but, but I remember my dad saying... Um, Every dog's got his day. Yeah. You know, he would just tell oh, me yeah. that, you know, as a second born, you know, just be yeah. patient. You know, your turn will come and things like that. But but I've always kind of been thinking about the future and anticipating what's next. And one thing that really uh, came alive to me in the last few years was when I got a hold of this book called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. And it's 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 other than the bible it's been one of the most influential books that i've read uh in a long time maybe in my adult life um it is we're <laughs> getting it guys oh my gosh uh so heaven okay this book called heaven and one of the themes in this book uh helped me realize the the reality of where our hope is. And one of the key verses in, in this book, it focuses on in Romans chapter eight, it talks about, you know, I mentioned the curse earlier. Our, yeah. our bodies are under the curse. The earth is under the curse. And we know that our bodies will be redeemed someday and we'll get uh, new bodies and, and they'll, we'll live forever on a new earth. And, and we kind of have heard that, but I never really understood and and heard much growing up about what heaven will really be like. But I I just want to read a couple of passages here, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Of course it is. And so in Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 18, it says, 
I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. And so the concept here is that the not only us, but the earth is under the curse. And the next yeah. verse says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning yeah. as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but but we ourselves, who are the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons and the redemption redemption of our bodies. And then they tag that in uh, the second thing that, that goes along with that the theme of this book called Heaven is in Revelations chapter 21. And it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, um, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And then a few verses later it says, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. And so the idea is the, the, the new heaven, where we will spend all eternity, comes down to earth, and God dwells with us. Yeah. And the earth is redeemed. That's where what heaven will be. Where God is is where heaven is. And yeah. so we're going to live forever in a redeemed body, in a redeemed earth. Yeah. And, and I, it just opened up my eyes that heaven is not going to be floating around on some cloud in, in, in some boring existence forever and ever. Heaven is going to be a place where we'll see the face of God. You know, my one of uh, my the old, most um, greatest aspirations we could ever hope for, to see the face of God, to live forever with Jesus yeah. in heaven. But, but I think... Every day in heaven is going to be a great adventure and just uh, unending discoveries uh, about, uh, and it's going to be how the Lord really originally intended yeah. uh, for us to live. Um, and so, so this idea of heaven and, and what we hope for has come alive to me. Yeah. And so how long, how long ago did you like read this book or was this book introduced to you or whatever? Yeah. It's roughly. been about 10 years ago. Okay. So this book, I think this is what you're fixing to talk yeah. about. Like it's changed you in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, like how is it, I guess go into that. How has it like maybe changed your perception of, or maybe just your whole relationship with the yeah. Lord? You know, you know? It, it really kind of quickened in my spirit that, um, um, the, the hope, that we have um, um, is so amazing beyond what we could ever imagine, and that and and people that are living through life that that aren't inspired today because they have a wrong sense of what heaven might be like, or they they just ignore the reality that that they're lost or. And what hell will truly be like, you know, a separation from God. And and um, it's just a, a place of utter sorrow that you're, you know, it's just the, the concept of eternity. I think we don't think about enough and how permanent and forever uh, it is. And so I think what helped me is just to see that that heaven is um, a place of adventure and uh, discovery and we'll be, you know, learning something new about the Lord's glory and the, at the center of it all will be, would be Jesus and, um, and we'll be um, forever in His presence. And I think that's the thing that will be, you know, just to be in His presence. Um, but it's it's going to be you know not only something we just hope for but it's 
it's made the the scripture come alive because God has given us insight in His Word yeah. to uh, to what He's prepared for us. And um, I was just reading earlier today that um, you know the Bible talks about those that that know Him will eat of the tree of life, and I. Yeah. You know, that's another thing that I pray for. Lord, help me, you know, help me finish strong. Back to your question. Yeah, yeah. Help me finish strong, Lord, that so so that when I pass from this life to the next, that, that you know, you found find favor in me, that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, I see your face. I live forever with you. And, uh, you know... Uh, explore all the things that you've prepared for me and in my mind the reason Karen and I are motivated and want to keep finishing strong is it's back to what the pastor talked about humility I I don't want to ever assume that I've made it it's this big word called sanctification it's like I want to continue striving for for what God has for me and to, and to be more like him every day. Yeah. And so it's a journey and it's humbling to think about. But I, I know I'm saved. Yeah. But I don't want to be that person that the Bible describes as one that's just <laughs> escaping through the flames. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I believe in, is in that, this. Is that may of how it started? Um, or was that ever a yeah, thing for you? Maybe something you well, struggled with? Or, or Yeah, I, I was saved when I was eight years old. And I did recognize that I needed God. I needed forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was um, clear to me that, that, uh, that I needed Jesus to save me and, f- and forgive me for my sins. And, um, you know, it... It, it was, I think, early on, as most kids, it was avoiding damnation, yeah, you know, yeah. hell. Um, I think it was true for my kids as well growing up. You know, we, we don't want to go to hell. We don't want to see anyone go to hell. And and I hate that phrase that yeah. people toss around oh, yeah. ca- casually. You know, yeah. I, I never, you know, we don't ever want to wish that on anyone. Right. And... And so, but, and so I think for a lot of us, that's been our perspective. We want to be saved so we don't go to hell. But what's been missing this whole time, and for me, has been, yeah, that's true. But but there's so much that God has prepared for us that motivates and propels us forward that we we want to experience what God has always intended for us to experience. It's it's how He made us, and we all have that void in our life that um, that is there because God created us in His image, and the earth we live in today is just a shadow of what our eternal heaven will be like. It's yeah. it's similar in that way. Um, and so we want to finish strong yeah. and, and help others finish strong. And um, life is hard and it can beat you up and, and you can come disillusioned. You know, you can after a while in your journey, you can start thinking about and in my mind, I don't I don't struggle a lot with deep philosophical issues. I'm not so deep in my thinking yeah. that way that I, sometimes it saves me a little bit, but sometimes, cause I'm pretty simple. Oh, yeah, I'm I, pretty simple yeah. when it, I've gotten to the deeps and it, yeah. And like, a good place to be. like, is the Bible really true? Things like that. Uh, how, how, you know, is God real? Yeah. You know, those kind of questions, you can start questioning things on your life's journey. And, for me, I, f- I keep going back to it's, it's what my father-in-law Dean he would say: don't let what you don't understand about God interfere with what you do understand about God. Yeah. Like one thing I don't, I don't, I don't understand is how God has always existed. Yeah, 
I can't get my mind around right. that. Okay, yeah. don't understand that. But what I do understand is I, I've seen and experienced God's love for me, and I see His Word and and the historical context of what we read the Scripture is just confirmed on so many levels. But one thing that that is is a really strong stake in the ground for me is the lives of the apostles. Yeah. Because everything in our Christian faith hinges on the resurrection of Jesus. If he didn't rise from the dead, and he, if he doesn't live yeah. forever today... What's then, us all for? <laughs> it, yeah, none yeah. of it matters. Right. And so, um, did Jesus rise from the dead? And to me, and the pastor talked about this too a, a while back, um, 12 of the apostles, uh, so minus... John minus um, Judas plus Paul. Right. You know, there's 12 in there, yeah. uh, and they had a replacement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but all of them except John died a martyr's death yeah. by the sword, by hanging, by fire, uh, brutal yeah. deaths. Not natural causes. Right. Yeah. So people don't die like for what that. they know right. is a lie. Right. Okay. People in the Muslim faith and other faiths, they die all the time for what they believe to be true. Right. But they, they might not die with such fervor if, if they knew what they believed was a lie. Yeah. People don't die for a lie. So these apostles, they witnessed the risen Lord and, um, and they, it, it made all the difference for them. So they knew his body was not stolen. Yeah. They knew he had risen. And, and they died for that belief. Um, and if he had not risen, they would not have died in the way that they did. So if Jesus is who he says he was and he rose from the dead, which their lives are testimony to that, yeah. then we have to reckon with what the, the Bible says about who he was and um, to me it's so much easier to believe that that god created the the world and and he had a redemptive story you know he didn't he didn't intend uh for man to sin that was not his original plan so what people say how could there be a god if all all these people are suffering and dying and and the starvation in the world and so many evil things happening and I just have to remember that that's not that was not God's original plan. Yeah. There is a power in this world that controls the atmosphere. Yeah. The, the Bible talks about uh, the devil has given been given some control over the elements and and some control over this world, and you know the the Lord gets blamed for a lot of the death and destruction. Yeah. Uh, that w- was not his original design. Right. And so, um, you know, I I really try to uh, focus on um, the Word of God, and, and it's, it's a faith that we have. Um, you know, that the story of um, Abraham and Lazarus and the rich man, mm-hmm. when... When Lazarus, the poor beggar, died, um, he was gathered to Abraham's side in heaven, and the rich man went to hell when he died. And the rich man said, Abraham, would you send a prophet or send Lazarus to to tell my brothers um, that that they need to um, basically be saved and Mm -hmm. to and to repent or whatever and avoid this damnation, this suffering that I'm under. And Abraham said, even if I send someone from the dead, they won't listen. Um, you, they have the prophets, they have the word of God. Um, and, and they have Moses and the prophets, it says. And so we have all we need. We've got the word of God and the, the more I study it, the, the more it's, it comes alive to me. The connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament oh, yeah. is just amazing. 
And, and so the evidence for me is real. And so, so we can't see a lot of the things that, that are going on. We don't fully understand everything, but I see enough in, in, in the word of God where, um, and, and I see the benef- the benefits of having God in my life, um, regardless of what awaits us on the other side. So, uh, through faith, uh, I've made up my mind to trust in the Lord's goodness, his, his unchanging character. And, um, and, and I'm all in and, and when the devil comes and he attacks my mind and with these doubts and things like that, I come back to, uh, the word of God is true. His promises are true. And by faith, uh, I, I believe what the word says and I, and I've given myself to him and, and through life, through uh, experiences with the Holy Spirit in my life, you know, I'm, I feel his presence and I know it's real. Um, and I'm not going to let these things that I don't understand about God's ways yeah. uh, confuse what I do understand about God. You know, I've been married 35 years and I still don't understand my wife all the time. Right. So how am I going to understand the God of the universe? Right. If I could understand things that confuse me, he wouldn't be a God worth serving. Right. Because yeah. he wouldn't have the incredible power and yeah. and uh, everything that he demonstrates to be God. So the fact that I don't understand a lot of things about yeah. God is kind of a proof that yeah. he is it solidifies God. solidifies it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So um, I just, I think it's a, it's a blessing to, uh, to have faith. Um, it, it's a, it's a gift um, to have faith. And, and so I'm, I'm grateful that I, that I have a life of faith and trust in the Lord. Um, and at the same time, like I said earlier, you know, I pray for spiritual discernment because the Bible talks about in these last days, there's going to be a lot of false teaching out there and voices that can get us off track. And, um, there are a lot of groups and societies and other things uh, in our world that um, where men are deceived and they're just so close but they're so far away and um, you know I just pray for spiritual discernment for for folks that that they would test everything that that comes their way through the 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 scriptures the Mm -hmm. Word of God godly counsel um, and um, and uh, the idea of finishing strong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I love uh, what you said there. I tell people often, like, you've got, and I mean, I had to do this because it was, it was just something I just had to start doing for myself was but what you just said right there at the end was literally everything, every thought that comes in my brain about myself, every thought that comes in my brain about my, you know, what my wife's thinking about me or what my boss or my pastor or mm-hmm. whatever, my friends, you know, fill up what fill in that blank with whatever you want mm-hmm. i always have to get back to the bible as quickly as possible and put that up against the word of god does the word of god say anything that i'm thinking about myself right now no okay it's it's a lie mm-hmm. and get it out as quickly as i possibly can get that get that way of thinking out of my head another thing you said and i love it i pray it often is that i mean kind of along the same lines mm-hmm. was you know even if you know through you know, your Christian mm-hmm. walk, your life or whatever, you're going always to encounter, like everybody's at different levels mm-hmm. of that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the sanctification thing you were discussing. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. have, you know, people that, you know, maybe not, or younger, we'll, we'll use the word younger than you, as in like younger in their faith, and you have people that are much older than you in their faith, and mm-hmm. that has really nothing to do with age. Like you can be 20 years old and be a young Christian, or you can be 80 years old and be a young Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I always try and remind myself or pray is even if I'm not understanding, you know, how this person relates to the Lord or maybe like mm-hmm. something that they do in worship or 
mm-hmm. or they do in prayer or whatever else. Like even if it, and sometimes like even if it weirds me out, you know, like not to dis not to discount it, because I just haven't experienced God in that way. It does not make their experience with God any less real. I mean, obviously the spiritual discernment has to come in because some of yeah. the some of it can get you know weird or cuckoo or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But yeah. I think uh, it's important, you know, to not. Like, you know, like you said, don't let the things that you maybe not know about God or haven't experienced God in those certain ways discount the things that you do know about God or the way that you've experienced God. Uh, for sure. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, man, this has been awesome. I'm trying to be conscious of time. I feel like uh, this is probably another one we're going to have to do like a round two or something like that. Uh, because I think we're up around an hour and I know a lot of these guys listen to this on the way to work. (laughs) So you're probably there. You're probably sitting in the parking lot. We've made you late. I apologize, but man, it's been great. If you guys, uh, a couple things, just, you know, nuggets, uh, again, get in the word, pray, have a good build that relationship with Lord's don't focus so much on just not sinning or just doing the right things focus on building relationship with Jesus Christ and he'll literally change everything about your life. Pick up the book Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Drew Morris when you're checking in the kids, he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, the good, and, look, good looking fellow with the glasses. He'll, he can remind you that name. And if title. anyone listening uh, can't afford it, I've got a few extra copies and I would love to give a few of these books away. Uh, just Come and find me. Uh, if you want a copy of the book, I will gladly get you a copy. Yeah, for all being honest, I've been kind of pushing him a little bit. And, I mean, he's mentioned it too, but doing a connect group uh, yeah. to cover the book and kind of go over it, go through it. Yeah. And I think enough of you hassling about it will we'll get into cave to Yeah, peer, I'm peer going pressure. through it again. I'm hoping by the first of the year I'll, I'm going to study it one more time in depth. And there's a study guide. And, yeah, um, yeah hopefully we can do that first of the year. Yeah, I mean, have a an, connect group. Another uh, resource that, you know, we've talked about with you and your wife is Chuck Missler. And I would, I would say yes. you, you mentioned earlier, yes. just real quickly, uh, you know, how the New Testament, and the Old Testament are really like they work together in more ways yeah. than a lot of people realize. And Chuck Missler, you can find his stuff on YouTube even. He does a study called Learn the Bible in 24 Hours. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of info. So like when I did it, I had to watch every video like two or three times because yeah. you're going to hear awesome new things in each one. But look up Chuck Missler yes. if you're interested in Absolutely. some Bible commentary. And it will blow your mind. I yeah, promise you Chuck that. Missler, he is amazing. Yeah. He's passed on, but man, it's yeah. so powerful. Yeah, we call him Grandpa Chuck in my house. <laughs> was, I was listening to him so much. Uh, about this we've time learned last year. so much from yeah. from him. And he has stuff. a lot of stuff. Yeah. He has a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Those twenty-four one-hour yeah. segments are powerful. Oh, yeah. I really recommend that. Yeah, Chuck absolutely. Missler. Absolutely. Well, Drew, anything else you want to add uh, at all? To this whole talk or maybe drive home just a few points or anything like that no I, I think the uh, it's just been an honor to share my heart the, uh, you know one thing that I've I I think is important is to is to honor the Lord um, in all you do um, one of the things that's been important for me my whole life is honoring the Lord in my giving yeah. I've made that a priority my my whole life and I think the Lord has blessed me um and and it's you know the eternal truths we find in his word you know um as we honor the lord uh in that way and all the other ways we can honor the lord he will he's faithful to provide for our families and I, i would encourage you if you're not giving today to to trust the lord and to step out and and honor him in in that form of worship yeah um, it's been a very important part of my life. And as I look back, I think it's been a, a key to the provision that the Lord's given me through the years. Yeah. Yeah. One time I was emceeing on that point and I mentioned that the Bible in a lot of ways is just a big book of promises. Yeah. And the good news is, is that God can't break a promise. So, uh, his book says that we, you know, he yeah. will bless us for that and yeah. our lives will be, uh, much, just, just blessed. And, yeah, absolutely. uh, that's good that we're on the, he can't lie. So he yeah, has to love it. So, well, man, thanks again. I know I've said that a hundred times. I've really Josh. enjoyed this. I feel like we could have gone three or four hours Absolutely. easily. Uh, but if you don't mind, would you, would you just pray over us today? And uh, then we'll let you guys go. 
Dear Lord, we thank you so much for everyone listening today. And Lord, I pray for your favor, yeah. uh, your protection, your guidance to be on everyone that's listening, Lord. I pray that you would uh, help us all focus on on you, Lord, on, on Jesus, on the things that matter most and not get distracted um, by life, Lord. And I pray that you would give us spiritual eyes to see, Lord, um, what you would have us uh, focus on as we draw closer to you every day. Lord, I just pray for safety for our families, health and safety, Lord. And I pray for wisdom and guidance as we uh, lead our families, Lord, and just help us to finish strong. And it's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next time.